Hi folks, and thanks for listening to this Tortoise Shack podcast. A little bit of housekeeping before we kick off. We are looking for your support. The Tortoise Shack has no ads, no sponsors, and relies entirely on you, dear listeners, to keep the show on the road and the mics on. So while you're listening to this podcast, why not click the link that says patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack, have a look at the levels, and see if there's something that fits your budget, and just try it for a month. There's tons of additional content, our entire back catalogue in one place, entirely plea-free, and plenty of exclusives that stay forever behind the paywall. So why not give it a go and help this independent podcast platform keep going? I won't delay any further. Enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber Podcast. My name is Tony Groves. And as you know, folks, there is a rally in Dublin City Centre at Parnell Square at 1.30pm this Saturday. Uh, it's the Ireland for All, uh, and it is a very diverse, very inclusive, and very, I'm going to say, love-centred. And that's what we're hoping for. We spoke to Dean Scurry, who's going to be co-hosting uh, some of the events that are going to take place uh, later on after the after the Solidarity March. And he he's trying to put love at the centre of it. And now I'm going to bring us all down and say that it's actually not someone I don't love. Martin, you got out of bed. How are you doing, pal? It's good to see you. Tony, I love to see you of a day. I do. Honestly, honestly, it cheers me up to see you of a day. It really yeah. does. Any, any day, any day. I hope no one listened to our, our, our Valentine's Day special. Right, little bit, we did a little bit. I went a little bit ranty yesterday, <laughs> yeah. but it was, it was love. It, it gets to me, Tony. <laughs> That's it. You're definitely in a good mood. Anyway, um, listen, we are delighted to be rejoined on the podcast by human rights campaigner, activist, independent traveler activist, Rosemary Mon. Rosemary, it's great to see you again. How are you keeping? I'm doing great. Thanks. It's great to see both of you again. I love you both. We are on the coming together in solidarity and love, which is so important. And I think I really love the, I suppose, the slogan and the hashtag for the rally at Ireland for All because it's very dear. The sentiment is very dear to me as an Irish traveller. We don't have to keep going over the whole, I suppose, a history of oppression of Irish travellers by now on this podcast. You and your listeners know about it, but I think it's so important that Irish travellers are seen and heard in the whole conversation around Ireland for All. And I think it's important that we're seen um, standing together as one with mm. refugees and those who are being attacked by the far right at this moment in time and those who are experiencing really hateful, violent attacks, personal attacks. You know, I'm talking to, to people and I can hear the pain and the hurt and the fear. Some are afraid to go outside. Some are afraid to go to work. And I understand that. I understand that hurt and that trauma. And I understand and I have seen the impact as an Irish traveller that has on future generations of these communities. It's, and we need sorry. to stop that. We need to stop that. It stops with us. Uh, see, Rosemary, you started very kindly by saying we don't need to talk about revisit some of the trauma. Unfortunately, so, some people seem to you know, try to skirt over the fact that, you know, how we've treated the traveller community since the inception of the state and try and go, sure, look, that's all grand now, but it's actually not grand now. It's happening right now. It's happening still to this day. It's 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 continually played out and we see it. It's borne out in both the outcomes for travellers and the statistics because we're obsessed with statistics in this country, unfortunately. But when you look at the statistics, they are, they are, they are diabolical. But what you're and what I'm proud of you that you've said that you want to centre it on is the idea then that as a community that has been marginalised and oppressed, you also want to stand with, with communities who may be newer to this country, 
newer to this uh-huh. country and stand with them. So, so is it is it your shared experience of that 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 motivates you, or is it just simply the humanity that you hope more people? Are? We do, I do believe we have more humanity within us, or or is it is it a combination of those? I think it's a combination of both. I think it's like it's lived experience as an Irish traveler in this country, and as you have rightly said. As the Indigenous community in Ireland, that since the foundation of our Irish free state, as a nation after we won our freedom, well, let me tell you, Irish travellers have never been free. We're still fighting for our freedom. We are still surviving assimilation policies, whether they may not be on paper in this generation, but the lack of implementation is still telling us that assimilation is still centre stage and how we're treated and how we're viewed. And I think it's important that we use our story, but using it in a positive way to stand in solidarity with the communities who are now facing the same hate, the same hurt, the same trauma, the same judgment, the same rejection, and say, as an Irish traveller, I see you, I love you, I welcome you. My country is your country. In fact, it is our country. And together we can build the Ireland for all that we all deserve, that every child in this country deserves. And I think Saturday is going to be so powerful because I'm watching the momentum build up online. I'm seeing all the cross sections of our society from every sector, every corner of Ireland. And it's clear that the 98% of the people in this country want an Ireland for all, built on love and respect and trust. We have been failed. All of us have been failed by our Irish, our Irish free state. It's not just one community that's been failed. We've all been failed. The only community that has not been failed is the elite, is the rich and the powerful. And it serves them, it serves their agenda if the marginalized communities are not pointing the finger at them and their failed policies. If we keep fighting amongst ourselves for the small little bitter crumbs that they throw at us, then we will never have the Ireland that we all deserve. We will still be fighting for our rights. We will still be holding the hands of little children from every community that have been marginalised and traumatised as they cry and go, why me? Why does nobody love me? Why can't I get a place in school? Why can't I, you know, have a home? Why can't? Why do I have to eat my dinner on the street? Uh, this is not the Ireland that we want. And, this and is Tony, not the Ireland that we want. Tony and I speak about this a lot, and I've said this, and I've been saying this for ages. The traveller community and particularly traveller activists are the most intersectional activists out there. And I'll tell you why. Uh, and you know this. And then I'll tell you, wrote, you why. Because <laughs> you wrote the book on it. There is nothing that hasn't already happened to travellers. There's nothing that hasn't. There's nothing that anybody coming over here is going to experience that hasn't already happened to travellers. It happened for decades and, and scores of decades. You wrote the book. You know, every bias, every bit of racism, where it comes from, the structural violence, you know it all. You know, you could literally write the book on it. Uh And I think more groups need to learn, particularly about how you approach activism. And it's how you approach activism. And it's a very inclusive activism. And I think that's really special. I think that's really unique in this country. We have people who will go out and, and... do one cause and then rest on their laurels for the rest of their lives. We were involved in X cut. No, no, no. It's a continuum and you have to keep going. Uh, Once you get what you want, those who intersected with you and helped you, you have to give that back. 
and you exactly, have to give that back. Exactly, and it should never be activism, regardless of what community you're from. It should never be about what we need and what I want. It's about what does everybody else need? Who is more in need of, of, of these supports than me? And it's about equity. It's not about we all have to be treated the same. We all need the same things. Okay, there's a housing crisis. Let's build homes and let's give families homes. Yes, let's do that. But make sure that they're also culturally appropriate. And let's make sure that the denial of traveler culture and nomism is reversed. And the criminalization of this is reversed. Because if we want an Ireland for all, we have to start from the from from our hearts that we, we get to know each other, learn from each other. But the most important thing is that we truly, truly love each other. And we, we will build an Ireland based on love and trust and unity. And we can live in harmony because diversity is beautiful. And once you really, it's, it's, and interculturalism is beautiful. It's not easy at times. You know, sometimes you may have your own internal biases and you have to unpack that and you have to deal with that. But the only way you can do that is having honest, respectful conversations among each other and learning from each other and also standing beside each other and having each other's back and fighting for each other's rights. It's no good just going into a room anymore because a housing crisis. This is what we need. Oh, the working class community out here, they're getting really, you know, really badly done by. No, we need all to come together all the communities of Ireland who are all being failed and we need to hold our state accountable. Right now it's the only way and we have to be the generation that ends this, whether it's by voting the current state out or where it's holding them accountable when we're coming together in, in powerful forces, in, in love, in solidarity, hmm. everybody coming together and going, you know what, enough is enough. You have and you have failed all of us and we're not standing for, for it anymore. And it's not just about us, my community, it's about all of us. Can We're I, coming to get, yeah, sorry. No, 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 not at all. You, you're absolutely brilliant as always. But I just want to make a point that, that I, and I think I've said this now a few times and, and I, but I'd like your take on it because I really respect your opinion on, on, on how, when we look at these, when we saw this, the, the unfortunate types of protests, which you know, where they weren't just protests, they were intimidation and they were they were kind of like you don't shout, burn them out and things like that. That is not protest. That that is that is that is horrendous. But but mm-hmm. I also want to say some of the people who went along to these things, some of the things that they did, I think, and I, I'm gonna get crap for this because I think some of the things they did for this came from a sense of love as well. It could be love of community, love of a sibling, a child. You know, they're worried about that yeah. child getting a place in school, they're worried about you know, I'm on the I'm on the housing waiting list. I'm I'm competing against, and and the thing. So what we have to do is, and what you're trying to actually bring out of people is to say, well, yes, those those that that those fears or those things, they're genuine. They're not. We're not making them up. They're your real concerns, but your anger, um, whether it's come from a place of love for say a sibling or a child or whatever, it's coming from. It's misdirected. Am I and am I wrong? Exactly. Hmm. No, exactly, exactly. You're on point. And I suppose just like going back, like I've been watching those brutal, horrific, I don't even have any words to describe the attacks that are happening at the moment on, on refugees. Um, the most vulnerable people in our country are some of the most vulnerable people in our country. And when you're here and, you know, burn them out, get them out. That is, that is Nazi sentiments. You know, it is like, let's call it what it is. That's exactly how they behaved. And this is how it started. And I think 
it's important as well that we try to understand that everybody in Ireland who are engaging in this are not racist and they're not hateful people. They're stressed out people. They are have been marginalised. Some of them have been marginalised probably since the day they were born. They've been failed uh, in housing, in health, um, now in the cost of living crisis. So there are they're at, probably at their wit's end going, how can I survive? And now the far right has captured that vulnerability because marginalised and oppressed communities are vulnerable to fall in when there's a perfect storm created of, look, it's not, it's, it's not us, it's actually them. They have yeah, I see, taken I, I, all our I, jobs, see, they've taken I, all our I services. disagree. I disagree. Okay, but this is my opinion. This is yeah, my I know, opinion. I know, I know. As as an Irish as an Irish traveller, I can see how we would be vulnerable to be sucked into this line of thinking of fight for your own. You know, you've been living on a site for thirty years with no water, no toilets. Yeah, and now yeah, yeah. And they've gotten all these services. Um. So you know, it's not actually not the state. It's not the council. It's actually these people now are coming are taking your rights away from you. I can see how how people can be vulnerable to that, but I yeah. also can see the people who are latching on going this is my opportunity now yes. to my my yes. so it, it there's a mix in it and we have to acknowledge that because i know like after our after the rallies and the protests and we are coming together in love and solidarity there has to be community local conversations about where we're bringing our communities together to unpack what's happening what is the far right what is their agenda what are they doing uh, you know some facts about how um, those who are seeking international protection, what's the process that they have to go through? What are the benefits that they actually get? What is it like for... Well, I suppose, like we, and we've seen this, that that we've had journalists make comments about, uh, you know, people arriving undocumented and, and saying things that we know don't happen, that are not the process. So it's not even that that they're ignorant of the process. And these are people who write about it. They know Martin. What the of, is. I, I disagree with you. I think, and I've put it up there on online, and I've and I've said to political correspondents and journalists, go and read. There's a media briefing document under for the for it's, it's literally a shortened, condensed version of our our what we should do under UN law in terms of human rights of of asylum seekers and refugees. We have people. There's legal requirements that we have to live up to. Yeah. yeah. If you read that document, you wouldn't write things about people. Um, saying, oh, they're arriving with fake passports. They might have needed a fake passport to leave the country they were coming from, you gobshite. Exactly, just to get get out alive. Yeah. 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 It's it's, it's insane. Look, Rosemary, just in terms of the day, um, like it does seem to me to be actually, (laughs) I'm really, I'm really heartened by the feeling that this is building. You know, we've oh. we've been on protests, me, me and you, and we've stood around and we said, who's here? Oh, God. I can see everybody. I can see who's missing. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and the worst part is I said, I've ever been at one and I said to someone, I said, everybody, oh, someone said to me, they said, um, oh, everybody here seems to know you. I said, that's a bad sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we were we were at one. Gosh, it's, it's not it's not even that long ago. It was me, you, and Rory were there, and I ended up. You had to bring me to hospital the next day. Again. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, for a change, for a change. No, but no, that's was, that's just as that's as monthly when you, service. When you, but when you when you compare how how they have grown, um, that was a really small one, twenty whatever that was three four years ago. Yeah, uh, and, and they've really grown, and the numbers have grown so. 
But not but, only is it affecting more people, more people are becoming involved as well. But but I think like so. I suppose my point to Rosemary though is looking at it now, and you 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 touched on it. The the idea now that Ireland for all is trending above that awful racist hashtag that oh. they've been trending all the time. All of those things started. Are you heartened by it and heartened by the the kind of the the huge broad spectrum of people who've endorsed this, like it's huge. It's, 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 it's really, really diverse. It's, well, and it's still, there's room in the tent for more, mm-hmm. but, but it's still, it's an expanding tent. How do you feel about that? I'm overjoyed to actually see that it's happening. Um, because like, this is what I live and breathe for. It's about diversity. And it is about like what I've always believed in is an Ireland for all and what that should look like. And that means leaving nobody behind. And it's, um, to see all the different sections of our society coming together um, is powerful and it gives me hope that we can and we will together build an Ireland for all um, and bringing everybody with us and having everybody at the table as well because it's not just about bringing people with you and saying, oh, this community is included. It's actually having them at the at the table making the decisions as well of what Ireland for all looks like. And... Um, like I'm actually really buzzing for it because I think it's going to be a massive turnout. And I know there's loads of Irish travellers from all different uh, counties from Ireland going to be in attendance. Um, they're all excited. Like they're really annoyed and ashamed and and hurt of how people are being treated um, and fearful because I, I think when you're in a marginalised community and you live and breathe racism, even when you're not feeling it directly and you're not personally impacted it digs up a lot of feelings and trauma of what you have experienced personally yourself even though you're from a different community um and it triggers a lot and i think that's why it's so important that every community who experiences racism and hate and marginalization it's so important that we come together as one and then the privileged people of ireland come with us too you know <laughs> it has to be so i got that dig in nice there didn't i yeah, it, did, it, did. it was very subtle it, <laughs> it was, was very, subtle. very subtle no but you know what i mean you know yeah. what i mean because unfortunately it's the marginalized who but have to fight the hardest who have can to fight I, can, the I, hardest. can i can i speak on behalf of the i'm all right jacks for a moment yeah because yeah, because yeah, yeah please we'd like to hear no but that's my point though that's 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 <laughs> it, it, see because the truth is if you're okay at the expense of others and you're okay with that well then, then you're not does, okay yeah you're not okay you're absolutely does it, not does okay. it have that Look, we remember back to the, the water charge and it's it's a bigger battle even than the water charge. This is a battle to change the the ideology of the, the, the government that's been sitting in there now for, for well over a decade. So a hundred years, Mark. A hundred years, a whole century. It's a bigger <laughs> ideological awakening for them than the fact that no shove your water charges. This wow. is a much bigger ideological awakening. Has it got that feel to it yet that it has crossed the rubicon that it is now unstoppable that you know housing's going to have to be fixed or else your ass is grass and you're out of here mm. does it have that feel yet i think it has that energy for us like the socialists within ireland the yep. ones who believe in the ireland for all it has that energy um and i just want to compliment everybody who's actually driving this campaign 
Um, it's amazing. It's how powerful, how fast they've turned it around and the momentum that it's getting and the intersectionality of everybody coming together is just powerful. Um, again, this is what I live and breathe. I love to see it. Um, and I think for us, it has. And maybe the other side, if I, if I say it that way, or, or the state, they might mean The not, other side's fine. You can say they, they may not understand. They may not understand yet the power and the force that love for all uh, in this country can bring, but they will feel it. They, yeah. And they will feel our wrath. And yeah. it will change. And we will have the Ireland for all because we are coming for them. I, it ends now. It, absolutely. And you know what? I, you know, I'm actually buzzing myself now because I genuinely believe this is going to be like one of those things where let's say, let's say we get a huge crowd. We'll still end up with people turning around, Martin, in, in, in the next time they'll go, I'm sure I was at the first one and they weren't. You know, the, you know, the lad who said, I saw, I yes. saw Muhammad Ali fighting Croke Park and no, you didn't. You know, so I can go all the way back. I can go all the way back <laughs> to O'Connell, O'Connell Street and Luke Mink Flanagan and Rita but Cronin you know and lads. me. I can but go you know what's important, lads? Do you know what's important? It's the journey. It's the journey. Yes. The growth of that journey and the growth yeah. of the solidarity. Because sometimes people, it takes time, you know, and they have busy lives. If they're just getting up every day, trying to actually survive the day to be alive at the end of it. You're not going to be thinking about protests and socialism and being an activist. You're not. You're nope. trying to think and live. Excuse my language. No, no, so but you're right. It's important because the, the more that we put the message out there, um, and not just in social media and in protests, the more we get deep into our communities and the more that our communities on the ground come together and get to know each other um, and, and feel each other's pain and trauma. And connect. We need that connection. Marginalized communities need that connection. Once we have that, there's no stopping us. And then you will see the true growth from all the intersectionalities in Ireland. And that's what's going to be the game changer, I think, anyway. But that's well, the- I, I think I, you're right. There's, I, more that, there's more unites us than divides us. Exactly. To, to Rosemary's point, though, I do think what we're seeing in that, in that actually is where, again, the politicians are behind the people. They're not like as in the the people in 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 government are. We've seen it throughout recent referendums, whether it's marriage equality or or uh, repeal the eighth. We've seen that the the politicians were a decade behind the people and how the people are ready for these changes. And oh. we are ready, I think, now to see that change to a more if maybe not ready for for as socialist as I maybe want, but certainly social democratic um, system that that we want to move towards and. And that has to be inclusive. That has to be progressive. And I do think Ireland, as a small nation, has a big part big part to play because the challenges that this continent, the EU, as we now live in, are going to be vast over the coming years. Because we're hearing about, you know, the climate crisis, climate refugees. We need to be ready for that and start preparing now. Because if we're exactly. going to start fighting, if we're going to start fighting amongst ourselves about resources, um, and I want Martin. I want to make this point. I know you're probably sick of me saying it because I've been saying it for years. Simon Coveney, when he was Minister for Agriculture, boasted that Ireland could produce enough calories to feed what was it, 50 million people, Martin? Yeah, 50 million people. So, why do we have children going to school hungry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, we, we, we could feed everybody. Now, uh, my yeah. point, and again, whether you want to, Coveney's um. Math yeah, well, was, it was a bit yeah. off on the math. Yeah, it was a bit off on the math. But, but, but my point being that we do, we have to start acknowledging that this is where it's going and welcome it, as Rosemary said. And, and, and you know, that again, 
I want to hear, I want to get your perspective on this, Rosemary. When you see it, the worst thing we could have, though, is communities that have been disadvantaged fighting with communities on that hierarchy who are now seen just to be let lower down than them, you know, the newly oh. arrived immigrants. And we need to push back against that. And 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 it starts I it starts at the bottom, but I believe we can change it at the top. Definitely. And that's about the you know, the community's connections and getting to know each other, getting to know each other's history and struggles and going, okay, well, how can we help each other? How can we build the Ireland for all? How, what does that look like? And how do we get there together and uh, without leaving anybody behind? And like, even like just for me personally, you know, I'm an Irish traveler. My husband is Algerian. So my children are Irish traveler, Algerian. He's also Muslim. Interculturalism works. It's beautiful. You know, it, joining cultures and different religions together, yes, it can be hard, but it's not impossible. All you need to do is have love and respect for each other that's how simple it is and in terms of the state all there needs to be is political will we have a housing crisis but we have 160 is it 166,000 homes yeah, yeah yeah like come on you don't have to be a rocket science to figure out what's happening it's about investing within communities now and in particular marginalized communities ensuring that we all have our human basic human rights and not just you know, the top tier of, of society where none of these crises have impacted on them, where they don't even know how it feels to be impacted by them. They can't even imagine it. No, you know, I they think, can't even, they're that far removed. They can't imagine the trauma that marginalized communities have felt. Not, like, not only, sorry, Martin, I want to make a point. I've said it yesterday. It's really pissed me off, though. OK, but, let it out. <laughs> no, no, not only did they not want to know about it, they're denying it. So we saw did they, when Bernardo's produced a report that said, one in 10 Irish families had to go to a food bank. The Taoiseach said, I don't believe those statistics are correct. Yeah. Uh-huh. How yeah. dare he? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of but feel that's that. that's what I'm talking about. They're just so far removed from reality. But, but, but I think that's, I think that's their weakness. I, I think they're, they're so far removed from reality that it reaches a crook's point where there are so many people disadvantaged without homes that they'll just look at this minority group and go why do we even allow you to exist why do we listen to you why have you got so i mean it plays out it plays out over history constantly 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 and we were back in that we are back in a feudal system where very few people have concentrated wealth and everybody else we are and I'm sorry for interrupting you. And I know I didn't want to center it on Irish travellers because, but, you know, it's not about us at this stage, but the state have got away with doing that. Irish travellers were the problem. We were the minority. We were the problem. We were the failed rejects of society. We were the health hazards, um, you know, and we were the ones who needed to be assimilated, you know. Um, so it's like history repeating itself all over again. They were, were the allowed you, to do you, you were the ones that need to be fixed, Rosemary. We were the ones who needed to be fixed, mm. you know. I'm not, clearly not. Here I am, <laughs> socialist. But anyway. Um, but the reality yeah, so, is know, that it's, it's that elite group that need to be fixed. It has always been that elite group that need to be fixed. It's not everybody else who's wrong. Exactly. It's their exactly. greed needs to be. I mean, there's 166,000 empty houses in this country. Wouldn't it be so simple to say, you're not allowed to have two houses until everybody has one. Yeah. Imagine, imagine something simple as that. 
But again, it's just the mindset, it's the mindset and the lack of political will. And I suppose if they don't have the will, then we need to hold them accountable until yes. they have that will. Mm-hmm. And I believe and we, we can do it. I can believe we can do it if we all, if we truly come together as one. And like solidarity is a lovely word. It's a buzzword. It's a popular, positive word. But that has to mean something in reality outside of protests. Absolutely. I do you know what? You're actually I believe you're gonna be also sharing a stage with Bernadette Devlin Mikalski this weekend is is rumor. Oh my has god, it. I'm her biggest fan. <laughs> have I have I let the cat out of the bag? Have yes, I? you did, yes, you did. <laughs> well, I'm so delighted. So, I'd be like, oh starstruck. Yes, I won't even know what to say. <laughs> I we were very fortunate a couple of years ago, myself and Martin, to um chair a discussion with the women strikers the Dunstore strikers who stood up for against South, South African apartheid and Bernadette Devlin Mikalski was there and again like that very much Rosemary we were like going, oh my god I'm about to sit on the same sort of plinth as this woman I know. okay I know. but there was yeah. a but there was a brilliant moment and this is why I'm sharing this now is because someone uh, there was all these speeches throughout the day about different issues that were happening and people kept talking about solidarity and um and uh bernadette when she eventually came around where she was very you might remember this she was she was as as acerbic as could be and she said solidarity everybody keeps saying solidarity in here today Lots of people preaching solidarity and what they say a lot of them when they're saying solidarity is I'm standing behind you but what they're not saying is how far down the road I am actually behind you. Right? Yeah, and, right. that, yeah. and that goes to your point about solidarity has to be more than a tweet. It has to be more than uh, a thing. You know, like well, activism is, acti- protest, you know, activism yeah. is more than tweeting. Activism oh, yeah. is more than turning up to protests. It is a way of it, life. And it's also voting as well, by the way. We have to be voting. Yes, yes, yes. And a value system, you know, just your personal life and going around from day to day, nine to five. Yes. And, and it's, and, and again, and it's a challenge that I that we all have to set ourselves. But like we've we've seen it throughout our lives, where we've we've allowed uncomfortable and fa- frankly racist conversations to take place in our presence, and we didn't have the courage to st- speak out. And we have to. And it's because of friends like you that I, I'm more comfortable doing that now, Rosemary. And that's the, that's the truth of it. If I could ask you one final question before we wrap. Following tomorrow, um, Saturday, what are you hoping to see come out of it? I'm hoping um, that there's stronger connections and love and respect and solidarity, a collective vision. Obviously, it's not going to happen and everything is not going to be ironed down. But I think what's going to come from Saturday is, is that I hope communities who are being attacked right now I hope they see and feel that they're loved and they're not alone and that Irish people from all different communities have your back. And I know as an Irish traveller over my dead body, are they going to get the abuse that my community got in Ireland over my dead body? It's not happening. I think that's a great sentiment, Rosemary. Isn't it? I, I know. I think it is. I think it is. I think it's solid too. We have to stand and it's it's about solidarity stop being sympathetic start standing side by side you know we do sympathy really really well we just don't yeah. do solidarity terribly sympathy well. doesn't change anything it no. hasn't no. changed anything for irish travelers you know no. and so remember that mistakes and make, make sure it doesn't happen for other communities that are now feeling the same hate or even right now at this point probably more intense hate 
when if here 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 rosemary here here if you're in a group that creates outsiders sooner or later you are the outsider sooner or later you want to you want to people who create inclusivity not not leaving people outside the tent so you know it might feel good to shout things at people outside uh uh, uh where they're 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 living but sooner or later it's you it's you you're oh. that person sooner or later you are sooner or later you're not part of the in group so you know it's much better to build communities in solidarity than it is to do all this this leaving people out. exactly and love always wins at the end of the day. Love is more powerful than hate. Oh, yeah, of course. Rosemary Mon, thank you very much for coming on Thanks this so conversation. On. We will, of course, see you on Saturday. And uh, as Tony said, Rosemary, you were renowned for your outfits. Absolutely. So we expect to see oh, you. Oh, stop. No pressure. The- <laughs> Hello, it's not about how I look, it's about what I see. <laughs> Listen, folks, we want to see lots of you on Saturday. If you see me, say hello. If you see Martin, Whatever. Uh, and give, give, <laughs> yeah, yeah, take the pennies off and, your eyes. And, <laughs> and, and Rosemary, I'm looking forward to giving you that hug, pal. It's good. To, and I really, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for your time. And thanks for the activism and speaking up all the time. As I say, we, we speak offline all the time. And I always say one thing I'll always, always, always say to you, and I say it online now, is that you challenge me to do better and I and I actually thank you for that and I always will so thank you for that and, and thanks, so thanks, th- thanks for listening folks you know I keep coming <laughs> exactly we'll talk to you all very very soon bye. take care bye bye Tony and Martin Martin and Tony speaking to interesting people only it's the Echo Chamber podcast subscribe now on Patreon.